You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 7.33 on this Thursday night expecting snow. That started yet. They told us it would come a little bit earlier, but I guess it's uh, depending on where you are, we are supposed to get it. And if it's bad in Toronto, it means it'll be 10 times worse outside of Toronto. So for those who are looking to take a day off tomorrow, now's your chance. And by the way, if you're taking the day off, chances are your children are taking the day off because you know how the schools close so quickly here. Uh, let's talk about some big news that happened that you might not have heard about, but it's a big story. And uh, I think it gives us, you know, further proof, uh, if you ever needed it, that the United Nations is long past its best before date. Because um, this is an example. Today, the UN General Assembly overwhelmingly voted to condemn Trump's decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Shocker. It does come after this war of words between U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley, uh, who warned states that uh, the support and condemnation will pay a price. And so she said she's going to be taking names and that the next time the U.N. calls for money, don't count on the U.S. being there. They do give 22 percent to the United Nations. And uh, Trump doubled down on it and said, let them vote against us. We will save money. He's right. You can hate Trump all you want, but he has uh, been on the right side of history when it comes to Israel. Canada, of course, abstained its vote, which is the coward's way of saying kind of up yours. But the word is that Prime Minister Trudeau was going to vote against it. And uh, I'll just shake my head at that. Let's bring in Steve McDonald. He's the Deputy Director of Communication for the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs. Good to have you. Thanks for having me, Alice. Good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Um, let's yeah. talk a little bit about today's decision. Uh, it's not a, a shock. It shouldn't shock anybody that this is the way the General Assembly voted. No, I, I think you're right. I think everyone kind of saw this was coming. Look, it, an interesting fact for your listeners, between 2012 and 2015, of all of the UN General Assembly resolutions passed criticizing a specific country, 86% of them criticized Israel. Do we really think that 86% of the world's outrage and concern should be directed against Israel, the only liberal democracy in the Middle East? One of the sponsors of today's resolution was Yemen. Mm -hmm. yeah. In Yemen today, there is a civil war raging which has sadly claimed 10,000 lives in the past two years. The Red Cross today said that there are a million people with cholera in Yemen, 2,000 of whom have died. Uh, and yet the representative of Yemen and the entire General Assembly indulges this resolution, which I think we all agree, is part of the usual campaign of ganging up against Israel and singling out Israel for treatment that, frankly, is, is directed against no other country in the world. No, right. So, you know, but I, I do find uh, the, the war of words, I find it very interesting because I think Nikki Haley is one of the best things uh, to happen to the United Nations because she's not putting up with any of this. Yeah, I mean, Nikki Haley gave a, a pretty strong and, and uh, powerful, I think, um, a re rebuttal of how this is just another example of the UN distracting from real issues uh, in a way that doesn't advance peace. I mean, this resolution doesn't do a single thing for the average Israeli or Palestinian. Uh, it's just another example of, of the UN's worst human rights abusers using this forum to single out the only country in the region which is actually committed to liberal democratic values. It's silly. And I think Nikki Haley is channeling a lot of American frustration, and it's well-founded. And by the way, it's, it's, as you know, this isn't just a Trump phenomenon. Uh, multiple U.S. administrations from both parties 
have pointed to the failure of the UN to address real issues and to advance peace. And so this isn't just a, Nikki Haley has been a wonderful, I think, advocate for U.N. reform, but it, it goes far beyond the Trump administration. It, it does, but where it differs is that they don't actually follow through. And so all of a sudden now we've got uh, a leader and a U.N. ambassador who uh, are actually putting their words into action. And that's where I think it's different because, yes, Bill Clinton said he would do you know the same thing, never got around to doing it. Um, you know, Joe Clark sadly wasn't in power long enough to do anything here in Canada. But the bottom line is Trump is actually doing something. Yeah, and look, it's. Uh, I think we have to also have to go back to the original issue at play here. This is all over the matter of the United States recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Yeah. Um, the fact is, Jerusalem has long been Israel's capital. Uh, shortly after the state was established, Israelis chose it as their capital because, you know, even an atheist who's an archaeologist will tell you that there's 3,000 years of history and proof showing a Jewish-Indigenous connection to this land, and for thousands of years, Jews saw uh, Jerusalem as their national capital. It's also an important city for Christians and Muslims, but on a spiritual level, not in, on a political or national level as well. So, for example, when Jerusalem was under Muslim and Christian rulers at different times in history, it was never named a national capital, even though it was a spiritual treasure for those communities. So, so Israelis across the spectrum recognize uh, the American decision a few weeks ago to, to acknowledge Jerusalem as the capital, Israelis recognize this as just an acknowledgement of reality. It doesn't change anything on the ground. And yet you have Palestinian and Arab leaders in some places calling for violence in response to this. So why isn't the UN criticizing those calls for violence over a symbolic political decision rather than attacking the United States and Israel today in the UN? Yeah, it certainly raised a, a lot of, um, of rhetoric, uh, and you cannot like the opinions, but it, it doesn't mean the facts are not the facts, and that is that Jerusalem is the capital. I mean, it just is what it is. And it was, ironically, the United Nations that declared that back in, what, 1948. So uh, it's a bit bizarre that we find ourselves here today with despots and dictators running the show, but they might change their tune if the money doesn't get delivered. Look, uh, again, I think the United States is frustrated. Whatever you think of this administration, and, you know, I have strong personal opinions about Trump. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the fact is, I think Americans are frustrated at the antics of the U.N. You know, just the, the fact that 86% of the resolutions of the course of four years were directed against Israel. Uh, if most Americans knew that, they would ask, why are we funding this institution, which is just wasting time and and really failing to address the fact that much of the Middle East is in flames. Um, You know, the litany of failures of the UN is lengthy. And for people like me who really do care about peace and think that the international community should be advancing peace and advancing liberal democratic values in troubled parts of the world, uh, it's upsetting. It really undermines the UN's own mission, I think. Yeah. And and well, then what do you make of, of Canada abstaining on this vote? I mean, I look at it as that Canada is standing on the wrong side of history. I don't think Stephen Harper would have abstained. I think he would have voted right alongside uh, Donald Trump, regardless of his feelings on Mr. Trump. But uh, today, I think, was a lost opportunity for Canada, which is fighting for a seat on the Security Council, which I'll never understand either. So overall, there were 128 votes in favor, nine against 35 abstentions plus 21 absence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of those are actually abstentions. Um, Canada was one of the abstentions. Obviously, on the one hand, I would have much preferred uh, a vote against this resolution. Um, Canada, just a month ago, actually voted against a similar resolution, uh, which singled out Israel, uh, focusing on Jerusalem and criticizing 
uh, Israeli policy in Jerusalem, and Canada was one of very few countries in the world that that stood to vote against that resolution. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the overall pattern has been has been positive uh, at the UN for Canada. This abstention, obviously, again, I wish it were a vote against, but it also was a clear stand on Canada's part to say we will not go along with and support this sort of resolution in a way that some European and other countries will. Um, and I think that that's important. And, and Canada did, in the explanation of vote, say it doesn't support this initiative because it's one-sided and doesn't advance peace. Um, and so I, I take it with shades of gray, you know, um, and we're going to have to see what happens the next time these issues come up at the UN. Yeah, we'll see what happens when the check doesn't come in the mail. They might change your tune. Steve, thank you. Thanks, Alex. Thanks very much. That is Steve McDonald, uh, Deputy Director of Communications for CJA, the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs.